and he's seen like some of people some of people's uh details might be uh a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy, yeah. A little fuzzy. Well, you know what's not fuzzy. This week's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I am Jason, joined, of course, by Kevin and Michael. You can follow us on our Twitter account, which is at LiveYourGimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. Mike is eating, so M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Kevin filling in with the save. I appreciate that. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're kind of starting with a little bit of a hot open today. We got a lot to talk about. Um, if you saw my tweet from earlier today, it's it's mostly going to be Dark Side of the Ring related, just kind of talking about everything that's going on there. Um, we're also going to, what? what, what Kevin's no. reacting to something. He's mad about something. You all right? Yeah. Sounds to me that, much like you, he uh, watches other things while trying to podcast. <laughs> no, I just checked the status of something, and I'm not happy right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing he maybe checked the Twitter poll of our um, of our championship bout. Yeah, I mean, what the what the fuck? How all of a sudden? Oh, like a bunch of accounts. He had to. Have. I did no not. Way. I did not. <laughs> How many dicks did you have to suck to win this? <laughs> oh, this I don't even think it's shit. over yet. I think there's still another hour left in the voting. There's 50 minutes left, and there's no way. Well, how many more votes were there? Um, 15 votes total. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been... 53% to 46%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Michael, we can barely hear you. You're not talking into a microphone, or... I mean, it's here. Can you hear me now? Uh, you're, you sound muffled. You almost sound like yeah. you... Have a have a sock yeah. over it or something. I wonder if it's not on the right thing. Probably not. Well, he figures that out. I'll continue to open the show. So uh, we're going to discuss <laughs> the Twitter results for our challenge from last week. We're also going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring, the plane ride from hell episode specifically, and the fallout from that. And in addition to that, we may get to extreme rules depending on how long this goes. If we don't get to it. Maybe we'll record a special episode later on in the week uh, to to do a preview for Extreme Rules. But aside Can from you hear that, me now? yeah, much better. All right, so we got Michael. All we got Michael sounding good. We got Kevin sounding good. He's got his championship belts in the background. Um, I don't see my new gimmick minute world title though. I don't, I don't yeah, no. you get the win well, to to have that. Yeah, well, obviously he pulled it. He pulled an Eddie Guerrero, and because <laughs> yeah. magically. There was four votes, like, in the last, like, 15 minutes, apparently. So, it's fine. It is what well, it is. I mean, hey, I, it wasn't me that voted, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I retweeted, like, I put the, I tweeted the video out a second time, and I, and I put in the comment, like, go vote on it, so maybe we got some more views on the video, so that... I mean, I mean, I can check YouTube to see how many views. We actually, consequently, we had more views on the video than we did votes. So <laughs> how yeah. that worked out. Like but. I told you before, 90% of people will not click away from what they're scrolling through. So if it's not together, you're not going to get a consistent. But, I, but the thing is, though, that the, the only way to do it with a poll, because I wanted to do post the video and have like and retweet. And do it that way, but you convinced me not to do it that way because that also would not get the, whoever had retweet would get fucked. But the only way to 
the only way to not necessarily because we had almost the same amount of likes and retweets on on it than we did. We had more likes and retweets than we did votes as well. <laughs> but anyway, no, we didn't. We had eleven retweets and fifteen votes, and ten likes and fifteen votes. Okay, well, still, I mean, the likes and retweets were pretty similar, so it could have worked. And, and honestly, I can't say if I if I lose, I, I really shouldn't be that upset because my inventory is kind of taking over my office. So yeah, one, one, one less to get out of here. I guess you got so a lot bad. of title belts. <laughs> no, so no. After after last week, I'm gonna be stunned if if Jason wins because the, the fucking dyslexic man. Holy shit! It was savage. good. Dyslexic man was really good. I'll give you credit for that. I would have voted for you, but I voted for me just so I would win. But I would have voted yeah. for you. <laughs> he voted for himself four times. To be four there. times. I did not vote for myself four times. <laughs> he voted more times than there are horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've completely lost my train of thought. Let's let's go ahead and kind of get started. Before we get into the plane ride from hell, just want to do a quick visit down NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0 debuted this week. New look, new colors, new members to the roster. Uh, but we we got a, a, a NXT classic walking out as the NXT World Champion. So quick quick take. Uh, what what do you guys think of NXT 2.0? I don't hate it. Okay. All right. That's yeah. a that's a positive. Go ahead. All right, Kevin. What, what what do you think? Uh, for week one, I give it a thumbs up. Week one, thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, I thought the show overall had a good flow to it. I thought that, um, you know, introducing Bronson Breaker and, you know, the Rick Steiner's kid basically at the beginning and going up against LA Knight was a really nice touch. It kind of made you think LA Knight was going to end up winning the title at the end of the night because he, he kind of went through that loss and, and, you know, that would have been, uh, that would have been a way to kind of maybe get him over as a heel. So you kind of were thinking maybe that's where they might go with it. Um, you know, when they took O'Reilly out, I was a little surprised, especially because they put in. I I'm surprised they didn't put in like that Parker Bordeaux guy. I and they they changed his name too, but I was surprised they didn't put him in and introduce him in that show because he's you know supposed to be the up and coming like Brock Lesnar 2.0. But he wasn't a part of the NXT 2.0, so I was a little surprised by that because the guy that we got instead was a little bland, <laughs> in my opinion. But um, and I, and, and I, when that happened, I was like really worried. Like this guy, who I had no idea who he is, like personally, <laughs> yeah, like it was gonna win. Right. And like if that would have happened, like that would have oh, been yeah. like that oh, crowd would have been like, uh, who I guess, yeah. like who? we don't yeah. know, you. yeah. Yeah. But I just Do you I, even like, go here? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> or about I, was just, I, I, I was just like shocked by like everybody like automatically like shitting on everything. Like even after the show was done, like it, it wasn't bad. Like um, I'm not shocked everyone shit on things. Fucking wrestling fans, you change things, they don't like it. They want shit to be the way it was. Yeah. But, you know, and we talked about it last week, right? They they needed to get away from the gold and black colors because it bears a striking resemblance to another promotion. Uh, and and maybe change, changing things up can't always be a bad thing, right? So we're introducing a new era of NXT. But, as I said, they kind of stuck to their roots, though, because Tommaso Ciampa walked away champion. So we had two love affairs on NXT 2.0. We had the the index wedding, and then we had Champa and Goldie reuniting their their love. So 
I, I, what do you guys think of Ciampa winning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering where he's going with that for no. him. Like, what? What he's saying is that the uh, wedding at the end was probably the best wedding wrestling wedding ever. I did say that. And, yes. Yeah. And, and then, but 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 Ciampa and Goldie reuniting is like the second best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question Wait. is, does Goldie get the uh, Brad Maddox treatment? Uh, I don't know. Oh. The way Ciampa, <laughs> the way Ciampa was looking at Goldie. <laughs> Kevin just had to rip his earphones out. <laughs> so, oh my god! I, I will say this though: the wedding was fucking awesome. I, I mean, just and you could tell it wasn't very scripted. They were just goofing around out there, having a good time. Fucking Austin Theory, love the guy or hate the guy, he was hilarious through that entire thing. We're oh in a ring, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! When he started choking out, they're like, "No!" Yeah. <laughs> but when he finally spoke, he said, "I do like oh, the pop that yeah, he got for that." Yeah. yeah, the pop for that was amazing. The fact that he actually talked, and there's been so many good memes with that too that have uh, that have started to come out. So that was mm-hmm. that was a good moment. The one th- the one thing I'll say so that that show has that show obviously had a good feel, good back and forth. The one thing that I've noticed over the course of the last couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm going to kind of switch topics and talk a little AEW real quick, but the one thing I've really noticed over the past couple of weeks is that AEW does an amazing job of starting the crowd super hot and f- keeping it going throughout the entire night. Like, they don't really give the crowd a break. Like, that crowd is loud and in the in the show pretty much the entire time you know you start off with um uh, cm punk kicked off uh rampage and they got this or was it uh no no he kicked off dynamite right was he doing commentary that's that's where he uh gets put to the table right yeah so he kicked he kicked off dynamite and then you got people singing his music and then you know you kind of keep that going with a, a you know a couple another a couple more big crowd reactions and then you end the night with Moxley and you get the wild thing and the crowd reaction with that and, and everything there. So they just do such a great job of, of keeping that crowd up pretty much the entire show. Okay. I, I, I can't ever get enough. Like Moxley's entrance, like just can't get old to me. Like, and then with Kingston too, but like, I don't know. I, I love, especially, you know, ever since the switch into the wild thing, and, and so it's, um, since they switched it to the right wild thing, because the original the white, wild yeah, thing right. that he came out with, but since they got that that uh, major league theme wild thing, that that one is the the one that gets everybody going. And even like Jungle Boy when he comes out to the oh, 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 oh the crowd gets hyped for that too, man. Like it's there's just so many so many different ways that they kind of get that crowd going. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible to watch. And even on rampage, they kind of build the same formula. It's just, just trying to get everybody as loud as possible. And, and having that live crowd back there, you can really tell there's a ton of audience participation where maybe in WWE you don't see that as much anymore. And that used to be WWE stick is the audience participation and, you know, the sing-alongs with the rock and, and different things like that. And you don't really see that as a, as a thing so much anymore. You don't have that guy that, you know, that you don't have those guys that are, you know, the audience is necessarily like hanging on every word and finishing their sentences and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of weird that you don't have that, you know what I mean? Cause as far back as I could remember, 
you know, Cena maybe being the last one, but you always had that, that guy that could come out on the microphone and, you know, kind of get that audience going or music that could get the audience going. And it's just not, it's just not the same anymore. It's kind of weird. Yeah. You haven't really seen it since like some NXT day, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I miss the days of the Nakamura entrance or Bobby Roode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had so. opportunities to have that. And then basically, Candom. I mean, Bobby mm-hmm. Roode's entrance now is locked in with Dolph Ziggler, and he doesn't even have that. Yeah. And Nakamura finally is back to his, but you, they added the Rick Boogs in there playing the guitar, and it almost kind of takes away from the audience participation part of it because you got the electric guitar going, you got Pat McAfee up on the table dancing, and you know you got so much other uh, theatrics going with it that just the basic audience participation just doesn't seem mm-hmm. to matter. You know, it took, away, it took away from the aura of like Nakamura on his own. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just with the lighting and just everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt. So yeah. And, and that's all I really had to say about that. I mean, there wasn't anything to, I don't know. Was there anything that happened on any of the TV shows this week that was like ridiculously, like we got to talk about this. I mean, other than, um, Biggie when oh uh, yeah we, 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 we predicted that no we definitely predicted that and that's fucking awesome and that was you know the big thing I guess since that happened all the way on Monday I forgot that we hadn't talked about it already because I, I remember and, and by by I predicted we predicted that that was going to happen before he came out and said mm-hmm. he's cashing in so mm-hmm. yep yeah I, and that's a huge moment for Big E and I think that's awesome and it definitely. You know, I think somebody else said it, too. If you look through social media, there was not a single person that I saw anyway that shit on that moment. Like everybody was unanimously positive about it. The only the only time they might have shit about it was like, oh, now he'll just get squashed by Goldberg at Saudi Arabia or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's always that that negative like he's going to drop it super quick or, or something like that. But. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe Big E will have a bit of a run with it. I think it's interesting that they're already going with, um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but they're going with the Bloodline versus the New Day on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked yeah. that they're like, just let's blow that load now. Like, yeah, let's get that. Damn. Let's get that rating pop on Raw, like, and and get that match on there. And I thought it was interesting too. Did you catch Big E's attire? Uh, you know, because you got the the Bloodline with that kind of mafia style T shirt. Big E came out on SmackDown having like a almost like a Godfather style title uh, attire with the New Day. It was uh, like a black and gold attire with like a Godfather type uh, lettering that said the New Day on it, and it had their faces kind of as like a like almost like a um, uh, silhouette kind of. No, not really a silhouette, but more of um, man, what's head? It was more like a headshot of of them, like very kind of professional looking and stuff like that. Wow. It was it was it was interesting. You know that how they kind of had that tie to it, and I'll be honest with you, I really want one of those Bloodline shirts, especially the white one with that they were wearing on SmackDown. I'm I'm a big fan of that shirt. Yeah, I dig it too. So, all right, well, let's um let's get to what um what I think um definitely is 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 an interesting thing to happen in the wrestling community and uh you know we we've been watching these dark side of the ring shows now for a couple of seasons and they've really focused a lot on stories from the past 
that have been, you know, how families were affected and, you know, maybe they'll do like a profile on a, on a different wrestler and they'll have some, some kind of fluff pieces like the Herb Abrams episode and, and things like that. Not, I, not really fluff, but like kind of funny pieces and, you know, different like kind of wild stories. This one in particular focuses on a plane ride in the what was it in the it was in the late 90s right was it like 99 that was or early 2000 early 2000s 2002 2002 after the insurrection pay-per-view that was over in the uk um a, a long delay on the tarmac a long flight overseas and i guess you know from what we've heard a lot of these flights tend tend to have have those those uh you know, some, some issues, you know, with alcohol and, and pills and stuff like that. But this one in particular was what was dubbed the plane ride from hell. And we've all heard stories throughout the years of, of this plane ride or plane rides like it. There's always been kind of like, uh, the boys telling the story and, you know, kind of laughing about some of the stuff that happened on it. And, you know, how Jim Ross had to try to break things up. And he's always kind of talked about it, how it was kind of a shitty night for him because he was responsible for what was going on and he was trying to do what he could. And, you know, these guys just, just didn't want to listen because they were all drunk, hammered and, you know, on pills and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, but we've never really heard the perspective from people that worked on the flight. And, and in this case, we got the perspective of a flight attendant that had a, a particularly bad night. And then it came to light about a lawsuit where another flight attendant also had a very similar, some similar experiences, but we didn't really get to hear firsthand what, what her experiences were. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't even really know where to start with this other than as a result of this, Ric Flair has essentially been canceled, which... It's funny because you've heard stories like this about Ric Flair before, but people have always kind of chalked it up to, uh, this is just nature boy being nature boy or whatever. But we've never heard it from the female perspective where a female mm-hmm. had an issue with it. And now that we've heard it from that perspective, it's a big deal. Tommy dreamers. Oh. What's Were you going to say something there, Kev? Oh, no, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Keep going. Tommy dreamer has also effectively been canceled. He's for sure been suspended from impact wrestling. And, um, he has, (laughs) he has definitely gotten a lot of flack for the comments that he made. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little surprised that RVD hasn't gotten a little bit more backlash and, and I'll bring it up here in a little bit of my reason why, but then, and then essentially too, you know, we've had, um, you know, some other stories come out that are painting some bad light on other performers as well. So let's kind of start a little bit with with Ric Flair and the accusations against him. So, Michael, I'm 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 curious to get your perspective on this. You 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 probably just watched it either yesterday or today, so you probably have yesterday, pretty, yeah. You probably have a pretty fresh like recollection of of everything that kind of happened, and I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts. Uh, I mean. Oh boy, it's 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 a lot to to unpack because, you, like you said, you hear all the stories and stuff, um, and it it gets brushed off because usually it's just assumed that it's like oh him with you know probably some some sex workers or with some girls who wanted to you know come back to his hotel or something. And in this case, it was it was him helicopter uh, helicoptering his uh, way in uh, into a uh, 
the back room area of the airplane with like basically forcing this this poor flight attendant into a corner and then took her hand and was like hold my dick for me like the baby's arm <laughs> yeah yeah according according to fucking tommy dreamer who's either a huge mark for rick flair or <laughs> is just super impressed because he's like yeah that man is hung like a fucking hammer yeah, yeah. um Aaron anderson always said it, was, it looked like a baby's arm holding an apple <laughs> and, and i'm just like yeah that that and then like the, the little graphic come up across the bottom in the lower third saying like oh yeah he's he's claimed this hasn't happened but you know right. like him and so many others weren't available for comment and it's like shocking right um so yeah like it doesn't surprise me at all after that episode that he is is a pretty efficiently canceled at this point like there's not a lot he could do um to to fix this like and tommy dreamer fucked himself tommy dreamer was in in the clear until he decided to fucking die on that sword that rick flair did nothing wrong um yeah and then proceed to victim blame and be like well if she was so bothered for it she should have pursued law and or like the extent of the law instead of taking the money and i'm just like oh fuck yeah right Right, yeah. Flight, flight attendant Heidi Doyle was the one who, who who spoke about it, and man, like her, just her facials and her demeanor while talking about the entire thing, you, you kind of really felt for her in a way, right? Like she, you could tell that she was like, she was, she had talked about how she was hesitant to tell, tell the story. She was basically told from the company that she worked for at the time not to tell the story, Um you know, so now all these years later, she's coming out and trying to do it and she's doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, but at the same time, it's like, man, like, you know, and, and I get like compared to, you know, compared to other women's sexual assaults, not that you want to compare it, but compared to other women's sexual assaults, you know, it's, he didn't rape her. He didn't like, and she even said, I don't think he was trying to rape me or anything like that, but the behavior was still inappropriate drunk yeah high whatever it was still inappropriate you still don't corner a woman and the, and the thing that was really haunting about it was jim ross at before the story got really told by saying well this is what he does this is the nature boy if you know you know to hide in your corner or hide in your safe space so that it doesn't become an issue but if you don't know then you know you're things can happen in this case that's what sounds like it it did but at the same time she was in her safe space she was in the the gallery area she was out of the site and he still was able to back her into a corner and and that's i guess that's the thing that's the most kind of haunting about it is that she really had nowhere to go she was like literally stuck and he was pinned against it and i guess this is where i have the issue with um you know, because Tommy Dreamer, basically, from his perspective, he didn't see that happen. And he's trying to say, well, Rick wouldn't do that. That's not his style. He doesn't need to do that because he's the nature boy mm-hmm. and women fall all over him. And he doesn't have to force himself on anybody. But at the same time, Rob Van Dam confirms the story and said that he saw that happen. My issue is, why the fuck didn't Rob Van Dam get up and say, hey, Rick, go sit down? You know, if, if Rob Van Dam is seeing this and he's like, yeah, that's wrong. Why isn't he doing anything about it? You're not wrong. I, and I guess I that's, an and for that. me, I guess that's why, 
you know, I'm like, oh, okay, so everybody's getting on Tommy, everybody's getting on Rick, but there's no heat on Van Dam. Van Dam watched it happen and, and didn't do shit to stop it. So I guess that's where I kind of had a little bit of a problem there with Rob Van Dam. It's almost like the Good Samaritan law. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to the, the Seinfeld in the last episode? They all got arrested mm-hmm. for not being Good Samaritan. So it's like almost kind of, yeah, I mean, you see something, I don't care if it's whoever. Like, if you think it's wrong, it's not right. You shouldn't give a shit who's doing it. And, and Rob it's, Van Dam has never had a problem expressing his opinion or putting his will on anybody. Like, he'll he'll say what he wants to do, do what he wants to. He doesn't give a shit. That's his whole stick. That's his <clears> whole gimmick. And that's what he lives by. But yet, in this situation, he's like, yeah, he should have been doing that. But he literally did nothing about it. So I guess that's where I kind of had an issue with it. But, um, you know, Ric Flair has not released a statement since this has happened, but he did say prior to this episode airing that he had already heard about what was going to be on it. And he did say he was actually on Renee Young's podcast, uh, Oral Sessions, and he said something to the effect of, let's see if I can find it real quick. I know I had it queued up here, but, of course, I got to try to scroll through and, and get to it. Um, but yeah, he said that, uh, you know, God, I've heard about it too. Just when things are going good for me, listen, uh, talking to Renee, listen, you put me on your podcast after we'll see how it plays out because I was there and I don't care whose name I got to drop. If the heat falls on me, I know who was, I know, I know who was where and what and who took place. I know the whole story. So that's that's what he said prior. Ooh. Yeah, that's what he said prior to this episode airing. And now Tommy Dreamer did release a statement. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw this or not, but I saw it. No. I saw it today. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer said regarding my comments on Dark Side of the Ring, it was never my intention to offend, hurt, or victim shame anyone. I understand my comments were insensitive and could trigger emotions in someone's own personal past. I do not condone sexual misconduct of any kind. I apologize to anyone I offended. From the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. So Tommy at least owned it and didn't really double down. He he owned it and did apologize. So I'll give him a smidge of credit for that. And you know, and and Tommy Dreamer didn't necessarily do anything wrong himself, but just condoning and and supporting and you know victim shaming and then also being like people are too sensitive even my double stupid ponytails offends people like i'm like who the what right what well and it almost was like tommy to me and i even had this impression from watching the episode before seeing all the backlash is that tommy was trying to go way too far way too far to prove a point about today's society Mm -hmm. it was almost like he was intentionally trying to like make it okay because he's like everybody's just too sensitive these days like everything offends people you know and that's i think that's that's kind of where you know maybe he he just went a little too far in trying to make that point maybe i don't know if i'm you know trying to give him the benefit of the doubt i guess but i think the whole thing with like today's society when people say oh everybody's too offended or uh, because that's how it should be (laughs) <laughs> like that's yeah. that, that's that's how society should have never ever been like how yeah. things were you know what i mean like you know i had to walk uphill both ways to school we should have never had to do that yeah. <laughs> you should have had to walk in 18 feet of fucking snow you know what i mean like that's that's the whole point of it you know what i mean like right. you know it's, we, it's, we it's not okay to be it's not okay to be racist it's not okay to you know 
you know, uh, harass, you know, women or men, you know, vice versa. It doesn't matter. Go, you know, go any way. I know it's mostly, you know, one sided, but like, that's my point is that like, it's, oh, everybody's too sensitive. No, everybody's not too sensitive. Everybody's fucking smart. (laughs) Uh, I, um, the thing I got from Tommy is it felt like he had seen dark side of the ring and seen how many people it's really like put a bad light on. And he agreed to be on this show specifically with the intent of trying to like save face for, you know, people involved. Yeah. Maybe because every time they cut back to him, it's always him justifying it in some way, shape or form, no matter what it was. Even when it was Brock and fucking Kurt uh, wrestling and smacking against the emergency exit, like everything of him was just like a, oh, well, it it takes way more pressure than them to fucking open that blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, who the fuck cares, dude? There's (laughs) these two massive men fighting on a fucking airplane. Right. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with the door opening. Like she said, it could depressurize the plane. And guess what? Now we gotta land in the middle of the fucking ocean. Right, <laughs> that would be a hell of a story too. And then, mm-hmm. and then Jr. coming out. Oh, they were play fighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think what he he was trying to get across was more so that like, oh, they weren't actually trying to like kill each other. Right. Yeah. They, they were, were just horsing around, and it just got way too out of hand, too too right. quickly, kind of thing. And who's he gonna, just? Who's it's just Jr. He. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just Brock Lesnar and anybody. That's like trying to fucking get a, a fucking bear off of a child. You ain't you're just like this sucks. That's natural selection, kid. Sorry. And and I'm also curious too. So Undertaker was on this tour. He was supposed yeah. to be on the flight. Um We're, Stone Cold. Mr. Fucking yeah, backstage, Austin, Triple H, like all fucking those guys. general yeah. just sitting on his ass, fucking sleeping or, with his eyes open or something. Vince was on the flight. Yeah, it, it apparently Vince was like, "Sorry, Jr., it's your problem, not mine." Yeah. Well, okay. So, in the point I wanted to bring up, we talked. This is what I wanted to bring up, Jason. We talked about off the air. So, okay. Jonathan Coachman, Jonathan Coachman, coach, has um, he did kind of a thing on Twitter where he he talked about the plane ride from hell, and he said he was actually on the flight. He was sober. He was awake the entire time because. He, he said he and like three other referees, he said all they did was like ever play cards. But he said they would all have, they had like an alliance to stay awake together so they wouldn't they get haste. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's adamant, 100% adamant that Vince McMahon and Linda were not on the flight, not on this plane ride from hell. Huh, okay. And that people are twisting and turning all, they're twisting and turning like, the plane ride from hell with the flight that happened with Vincent Kurt got in a tussle, like right. a play, a, pl- a play fight in the aisle way or whatever. But he is like, he's like almost like swearing to God. Like Vince was not on this flight. He said, if Vince was on this flight, none of this stuff would happen. Yeah. Cause he said the boys, even if they were out of control drinking or whatever, if Vince was around, he said they would never got like this ever. And he's saying that a lot. There's like I don't know who else he said wasn't on the flight, but there were some other people and whoever that weren't on this flight. And he said everybody's getting all they're getting all these damn different plane rides twisted and turned into one thing. Yeah, he said some of the stories are true. Xbox did 
you know, cut off, cut, uh, cut off <laughs> Michael Hayes. Hayes. So, he's, so here, here's another funny story he said about that too. He said at the airport the next day, which Michael Hayes and it was in the show how Michael Hayes wanted to fight everybody, right? Right. So Gerald Briscoe, he said this is a legit story, legit truth. When Michael Hayes was in the airport wanting to fight everybody. Gerald Briscoe looked at him and said, "It was me, Michael." And Michael Hayes shut up. <laughs> didn't say another word because he knows Briscoe would legit take him out even at his age so oh, yeah sorry. I mean if you, if you have a chance to find it or whatever I I just saw like online or whatever and then I just saw some of the uh, questions and stuff from people people kept saying oh they said the documentary Vince and Linda he's like I know what the he's like I know what the fucking documentary said I am telling you I was on the flight and I saw everything or whatever so and, th- and that's Go ahead. Sorry. Well, because they're talking about the the H bombs and all that stuff, right. and yeah. So and we'll talk. About- I, I just think it's wild that fucking Mike Kyoto, a referee, was like, "Oh yeah, man, we're fucking popping pills." And and that and that's what that's the point I was getting made too. And we'll talk about the H bomb thing in a second. But Mike Kyoto to me is the least reputable source that you can get on that. That guy, like I've heard him on podcasts tell stories. I've that guy to me seems like a complete fucking snake in the grass like he seems like he'll just go on and say anything because it's like storytelling and shit like that like he comes across to me as super like i have a hard time believing anything that comes out of the guy's mouth i'll be honest but yeah i i don't know like i mike kyoto kind of rubs me the wrong way like i feel like he's just trying to be relevant if that makes sense I, it does make sense because you know he you know lost his job and right doesn't have much going for him. Well, he works. I think he works for AEW now. He's a AW, does he? Yeah, he's an AEW referee now. Is he no, not I Kevin? Is not Kyoto in AEW? I don't know if he's full time. I, I I saw him like he ref like one match or something. Yeah. I remember one time. I don't know if it's just like a special appearance type thing, but I don't. I think they they did it right <laughs> after he got released. But he may have been on one of those like three week programs, like they did with uh, Cardona and stuff when they first started picking yeah. up all this release talent. And they're like, "Yeah, we're we're good." Yeah, I haven't true. seen. I didn't see him on All Out. I haven't seen him. No, I've seen Dynamite him. or Rampage. Yeah, I guess so I guess like... I have to pay a little bit more attention because it's not like AEW has the best referees anyway. Other than Aubrey, I think it's the best one that they have, honestly. Yeah. But, so yeah, I hey, mean, they could have a, a zombie ref like W. <laughs> yeah. So so the <clears throat> the H bomb thing is is the other part of this that that really is like holy shit, right? You know, these mm-hmm. guys dropping pills in each other's drinks to just to fuck with one another like that to me <laughs> is insane. Um, you know, but that's that's the culture, right? That was the culture of, of that time. I feel like that was more of a of an early like a, a 90s culture than it was like in the 2000s. But apparently it stretched over to that. Uh, Scott Hall. It's not like it was like an attitude era thing that just kind of bleeded in as they went into the yeah. ruthless aggression era. Well, and and it sounds like Scott Hall feels like he was H bombed on the plane because he doesn't remember anything. Like he, and of course, if if he, you know, I guess if I grab, grabbed a flight attendant by the shirt and ripped her shirt and tried to lick her face, I'd probably claim I didn't remember that too. So you know, there there's that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like with him because of where he's 
been and where he is now, I feel like he's in a place where he could be like, yeah, I, I that probably did happen. I was really fucked up then. I don't remember it, but I'm sorry if it did yeah, kind of thing. Maybe. And he would have been fine versus just being like, I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, because you were passed the fuck out. <laughs> right, of course you didn't know. Right. But if you at least like apologize, be like, if it happened, I am deeply sorry. It, Obviously, it, I was fucked up, so I don't remember a thing. And PJ, I don't remember getting off the plane. P, yeah, PJ Polanco's, you know, his story about getting Scott off the plane that was that was crazy. But here's my question: Fucking weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> but here's my question: <laughs> If if Nash and 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 uh, Nash was Hogan? on that plane and uh, X Pac was on that plane, why is why is just incredible helping Scott Hall get off the plane? Like, the, you know, what I mean, like his boys are supposed to be on the plane with him. Why you know what I mean like, that's why no, I, he, he, I mean he was part I mean he was you know yeah he was unofficially in the cook too yeah, I guess. so so yeah I mean it just so much happened and then the the stories have come out now too because Kevin Nash was helping X Pop get off the fucking plane let me get you off here so you don't get fucking murdered yeah, let's let's yeah. hide let's hide Michael's ponytail somewhere so we can we can do something yeah. with it next the next night <laughs> hey <laughs> hey. <laughs> There was a story like when Michael Hayes, the, whole, the story when he supposedly almost pissed on Linda McMahon if she was on the flight. But there was that story. But the, was that guess, from that plane ride or is that a different plane ride? Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, X Pac was telling the story. Like I said, a lot of this could be whatever. But Michael Hayes like almost pissed on her because he like was right by her or something like that. And he thought it was the bathroom and he kept going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait wow. a minute. But that that flight though too, and I guess it was legit. Like when when he did the nabes to JBL's forehead and rebusted him open, and JBL yeah. got up and like knocked him out. I guess. Yeah. Supposedly that did. Happen. Yeah. That supposedly did happen. The I fact guess. that he could he open hand knocked him out is <laughs> the most impressive part of that story. But if he was drugged out of his mind too, I mean, it makes sense that he would be out from getting hit like that. But I mean, he's lucky he didn't die. <laughs> well, and and then the then you got stories coming out now of Brutus the fucking barber doing shoot <laughs> interviews talking about how he would see the rockers H bomb girls and like take them back to the room and have their way with them and then throw them out in the hallway naked and shit like that. So all these other stories are starting to surface now painting other wrestlers in bad lights because of this episode. Like, I don't know if these guys understood the fallout from this before it aired. Like, I, I mean, I know they've covered controversial topics before, but none of them have had the waterfall effect that this mm-hmm. episode has had. Yeah, because even because most of them have been about dead people. Can't really cancel most someone who's them, dead. Yeah, yeah. With, you so, know, like, it, it's, it's been pretty pretty tame. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at the, the Grizzly Smith thing. He's, I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. Him, Benoit, Benoit, Warrior. All of them dead, dead, dead. Fuck Macho Man. Even when they painted him, like, even mildly in a bad light. Yeah. Dead. You yeah. can't I, cancel yeah. a dead person. I, yeah, I would say the Grizzly Smith one was probably, like, even like Dynamite Kid, like mm-hmm. which which a lot of that stuff was you know yeah, had already been like he had already whatever but like the Grizzly Smith like for sure which you kind of heard stuff but like that that shit, yeah. The, yeah but like you, like Mike said like 
Yeah, he's dead. Dynamite yeah. Kid, yeah. Benoit. And really, Benoit had already been canceled because, I mean, yeah, fans yeah. still recognize him as for his in-ring talent, but he's not praised for anything after what happens. So, yeah, um, and, and it's probably a good thing that and it's probably a good thing that all this other stuff came to light as well because it took a little focus off the fact that Brock Lesnar showed his dick to Terry Reynolds at the pay per view. She told that, that story. Story's been, that story's been told multiple times, though. Has it? Sure I guess she, for some she told I heard that, that story another mm-hmm. time that I remember. I think I think it was during Dark Side of the Ring, one of the other seasons. I'm pretty sure she was yeah, on I, it and I she heard, brought it up. No, I don't remember yeah. hearing that one before. But I think with that, it's just a matter of Brock's never fucking around. Well, and, so, and then, and, but then she, but and she, <laughs> even kinda, the fucking bloom. She even kind of victim shamed a little bit and said, "I mean, if I, you know, if I was a, if I, if I filed a lawsuit for every time something like that happened to me, then hell, I'd be in court every day of my life." And like, well, I don't think she was victim shaming. <laughs> I think she was just saying that that shit happens so much that she just doesn't mm-hmm. have the the yeah. time to be able to invest in it because she'd just be in litigation forever. Well, I mean, the whole the whole phrase like don't sell it don't sell it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's it's pretty uh ugh. yeah <laughs> it's a little cringy to hear now you know yeah but, um I, I let's take from this too one of the most disgusting things also was the story of du- gold dust just spitting his fucking oh dip. yeah you you and, imagine you have to try to clean oh, that fucking plane yeah just throw that seat away at that point yeah yeah just take it out and toss it. And I don't mean it. like. I mean, I mean, what happened to the flight attendants was disgusting. I mean, like, <laughs> you mean like gross, disgusting, not like, gross. Like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, her, yeah, her really trying disgusting. to describe cleaning the plane after, and just like, no, we're not doing this. Let's get off. But when right they now. when they did, well, yeah, when they did when they did the scene with the guy who was playing Dustin Reynolds and yeah. just, I'm like, oh my god, you imagine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the why I still like even Jr. You could just see the regret in his face. The fact that fucking Goldust got fired for spitting in a seat, and Ric Flair put his dick in someone's hand and just <laughs> walked away like it was nothing. Right. Why well, I, I, did Dustin get? I thought he just got no. Fined. He 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 he, well, he got fined. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was this uh, one. that got Hall, fired. Hall got fired for basically just being completely wasted, and then yeah. Henning, Henning got, fired got fired too for instigating mm-hmm. the brawl with Brock. Yeah. Which so. Hall makes sense because I feel like that was going to happen at some point anyway with, with yeah. his drug abuse. And so that's, that's kind of what Jr. was saying too. It was just kind of a matter of time because they didn't realize how bad bad he was. They thought he was mm-hmm. he, they thought he was actually on a, in a good place, but putting him back on the road didn't do him any favors. But yeah, um, yeah that was kind of short lived having him back in the WWE. And Kurt Henning is unfortunate because I thought Kurt Henning had almost kind of a second lease on his career coming into WWE at that point in time, like he was, you know, he did, he came out as a surprise at the Royal Rumble and then he ended up kind of catching on and latching on and, and, and staying around for a while. He was having some really good matches. And then all of a sudden after this incident, he was just gone. And that's, it sucks because I always liked Mr. Perfect. I always loved Kurt Henning. And then unfortunately he died not too long after that. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's sad that that's kind of how his career ended. Unfortunately, um, you know, because he had, uh, you know, he'd done he a lot of great things in the business. Yeah, he was definitely a legendary prankster. But at the same time, though, some of his pranks were a little, <laughs> I mean, drugging people like that's. <laughs> yeah, that's a little fucked up. <laughs> but... That's not a yeah. prank. That's a uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's a borderline a cr- felony. It's a crime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's um, assault, brother. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely is. But, 
you know, and, and, and so much, like I said, so much has kind of come out of this and, and it's unfortunate and even, and, and this might not be the end for Ric Flair either. I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but the, uh, the next episode on the docket for dark side of the ring is Chris Canyon. And there was a incident, um, that happened on the Howard Stern show after Chris Canyon was released. And, um, Chris Canyon was talking about how he thinks the WWE fired him because he was, he was gay and Ric Flair called into the show to basically tell him that it wasn't because he was gay, it's because he didn't have talent. <laughs> and the two of them kind of argued, and 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 Rick kind of stepped oh, into so some hot water there too. So that there's a there's a chance that that clip from the Howard Stern show could resurface, and you could be hearing you know some some other things too because he was talking about how he and Chris were friends and. He was he was mad at Chris for talking shit about WWE on his way out, and um, so I don't know if maybe it's just more of like a respect thing, like uh, like Rick was trying to say, look, Chris, like you know, be respectful of the place that was giving you a paycheck, like that's because mm-hmm. you don't really you, you know you don't really do that, right? You, and even now, uh, aside from Carl Anderson, you don't really hear a lot of people shit on the company on the way out, right? They are always kind of respectful and try to build bridges. What I, are you I mean, talking about? Ninety percent of the releases in the past like two years have just gone on talking Jericho and talk shit. That's true. I guess Moxley kind of did too. But they, but he always had, they Moxley, had, they fucking had, Nero. Well, they had the respectful things to say though too. The rumor is Adam Cole is going to be on talking Jericho oh, very soon. There we go. Adam yeah, Cole, but Cole baby. seems like he's he's a little more respectful because even in like the post like all out interviews and stuff, he like talked about how great his time was in NXT and stuff. So, oh yeah, I think the most he do is he might talk about the stupid shit that they fucking tried to offer him to get him to stay. Well, and he also he, he also he also already shot down the rumor that he was asked to be Keith Lee's manager. <laughs> So he he basically was like, no, I never heard anything like that. Maybe that I just I just laughed at the, the idea, scenes, that. but that 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 was never anything that was actually brought up to me. <laughs> yeah, take your take your two most talented on the mic and in ring guys, and have one of them manage the other because that that sounds like a fucking you brilliant imagine plan. Him, you imagine him being like Leo Rush? Oh, that's what they compared it to. Me. Yeah, yeah. But again, oh, that rumor came from Meltzer, and we all know that Meltzer's full of fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bischoff, we heard you. We heard you. He's full of shit. <laughs> Absolutely full of shit. There was something else that he said recently too that that was um, that was shot down and turned out to be completely false. I forget what it was, but there was there was more than just that. All right, so we talked about pretty much everything there. Uh, car the that car company dropped Ric Flair. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else that car company. What? Yeah, he had like a car, like a commercial, yeah, CarMax commercial or whatever. He was doing, he was doing commercials for his company, and yeah, they they canceled the commercials and completely took it off. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they didn't cancel that commercial after he approached the Hertz drivers with like his dick out. No, no. (laughs) Well, and, and and here's the thing too. You heard other stories about how he would put his dick in women's drinks and like and mix the drink with it. Like he's stuff like this. I've heard these stories for years and all of it sounds like, holy shit. Like this is not okay. Well, but at the same time, they're like, "Ah, that's a nature boy. It's just (laughs) living his gimmick. That's just him and making excuses for it because it's, he's Ric Flair. Okay. So I have, I own the, um, the high spot. The glass that he puts dick in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I own a mold of his dick. No, um, (laughs) So you have a Ric Flair dildo. <laughs> that would be exactly what that would be. Is, is... 
that is the one thing he didn't do that he should have taken advantage of having a nature boy a nature well, you know boy why. Uh, dildo because we wouldn't let him do it he would have had to do it when he was in impact yeah, oh so yeah there's times that he could have done it when he wasn't with wwe he just never yeah. did He's not with WWE now. He's got nothing else. Might as well. Well, I'm pretty sure he can't. The only people who would buy it would be people who want to fucking yeah. run around helicoptering it at each other yeah. at this point. Um, right, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, I want to fucking now. buy a Ric Flair dildo. Yeah. Um, In his shoot interview he did with High Spots, which was right after he was, like, five months after he was done with WWE, like, when he did his retirement, they asked him about plane rides and stuff and plane ride from hell came up but it wasn't came, it didn't come up as plane ride from hell um but he had talked about some of them were like like he was talking about european trips and i mean he was talking about the one european trip where like they were they had like bad turbulence where the plane was like this four hours bouncing bouncing whatever and then he was talking about like drinking and stuff on these flights so so this planning ride came up and he didn't really talk about it much because of the settlements mm. or whatever. Um, the only thing he did say he was allowed to say is because remember in the episode how she talked about how they were drinking with them mm-hmm. at the bar at, yeah, at the bar and all that. He has said in this interview, he said, you know, how, okay, yeah, they, they sued and, you know, there was a settlement and everything. But he has said, what was it? Uh, something along the lines of, like, all I know is that the days, like, before this or whatever, they were complaining about uh, other stuff. So he was almost, like, saying, like, you know, they were partaking in. But she she was on record saying that she wasn't though. She said that she was at the she went to the first show when they when they landed. But outside of that, she spent time in her her hotel room. It was maybe some of the other flight attendants that stayed. Yeah, that could. Yeah, that, right. that, yeah, she, that, she yeah, was that one that didn't. Be. So and regardless, I mean, just because like if if you put your dick in Jason's hand and he starts jerking it, and then the next day he <laughs> says, "Ew, no, I don't want it," doesn't give you the right to do it a third time. Like. <laughs> I would say, ooh, I don't want it the first time, but thank you. <laughs> hey, you're best yeah. friends. I don't want to. I don't want to judge. Yeah. What you guys yeah. did yeah. at band yeah. camp yeah. together? Yeah. Not my business. Right. No. All right. Yeah. Twice is enough, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think more than two shakes is too much. Yeah. More than two shakes, you're playing with it. All right. So, so yeah. I mean, that, that's tons of fallout, and and you know, it's not done, and it seems like. Maybe the the relationship between Conrad Thompson and the uh, the developers of Dark Side of the Ring has maybe soured because he's not promoting the show like he did before. Um, he does; they're not doing the Dark Side of the Pod thing that they did before. So maybe he got an advanced copy of this and and said, uh, "Maybe we need to take a break because well, you're talking about my father in law married to a flare." Yeah, he's he's Rick's his father in law. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah uh, doesn't shock me. Like, what's he gonna do? Be like, oh yeah, you know, Daddyo just likes to put his dick wherever it doesn't belong. Like, <laughs> pop, 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 they pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah, <laughs> pop, pop, Rick, man, he just walks around fucking swinging it at the fucking Christmas tree. And I almost wonder too because I I know Conrad 
had a lot of influence over some of their topics and he had a whole list of topics that he wanted them to cover. I almost wonder if this was one of them and now he's maybe regretting putting he's that in like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe the problem is he didn't realize how fucking much happened. So like he's just like, ah shit. Look what I did. Right. Yeah, yeah he he's probably like, knew, like I said, pop, pop canceled. Yeah, I mean, he probably knew the basics of it or whatever, but then he was like, oh. He probably knew Flair walked around naked with his robe on because he oh, did yeah. that That's fucking everywhere. That's a good um, But he probably didn't know that he was fucking putting it in people's hands that didn't want it there. Um, right. So, yeah, he probably uh, just didn't know how deep that rabbit hole went when he was like, yeah, you guys should do this. That'd be great. Yeah, because that was the only story I ever heard was that Flair, like, Went to the bathroom, came out with his robe naked, and was just mm-hmm. strutting around. Strutting around. He's done that like on that. so many flights, though. Like that. That's that, oh, that's he's done it in so many bars, yeah. and restaurants, and like, it was an every night, it was every night thing, birthday yeah. parties. And that's what, I mean, you could basically rent him out at one point because he was so up for money. And that's what RVD was saying too. Like that was the thing to pop the boys, right? Because that was the that was the thing they all wanted to see. That was what made them laugh. And you know, it was like, oh, like why do you want to see what? that? <laughs> yeah, that's one thing too. I'm just like nothing, nothing against you if you're into it, but like of all the things, like if some dudes run around with his dick out, probably not the thing that would be like, what? <laughs> like I'm gonna be like, bro, what you doing? Right? Why? 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 Why's your dangle hanging? Like. <laughs> Where's your pants? Yeah. Where's your pants out, bro? Yeah. God. I don't don't need to see your knee knocker. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I don't care how good of friends we are. Your knee knocker. Well, I I have to assume that that, that fucking Tommy Dreamer wasn't kayfabing it, so. Yeah, I mean, other people have said that, though, too. So either everybody's in on the gimmick and they're they're all talking about it. Oh geez. I mean, I, I have to, I have to assume that it, it, it must be real because even Hogan came out and was like, "Oh yeah, the Hulkster has a, a 24 inch Python, not me." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was listening to Jim Cornette. Uh, there was the it was the um, talk about like Hogan and his lies over the years, and somebody like online came up with like twenty some like legit things that hogan said that were complete lies <laughs> like some of them were, like the funniest one was he said hulk hogan claimed that he uh parted with john belushi after wrestlemania 2 which was in 1986 john belushi died in 1982 <laughs> <laughs> like some of them oh man maybe maybe hogan meant jim belushi he was still alive <laughs> He possibly <laughs> maybe confused it too. Oh man! He he also I I always go back to the the Bam Margera tweet when he when he said uh, he posted a picture of him and Bam Margera and said, "Man, I I miss you, I miss you, Bam. Uh, too bad you're gone." <laughs> he's like, I'm, and he, he's like, I'm still alive, brother. I miss you too. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, it's funny. Oh, oh, it's, so, it's, my, it's, it's funny every time dead? I see it. What you gonna do, brother, when dementia runs I mean, wild on you? In, in fairness, though, I thought Bam Margera had been dead a couple of times too. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, he probably should have been with some yeah. stupid shit he did. Yeah. I know he's not in the greatest of shape now, but it was it was Ryan Dunn who died. Right, not, correct. Not yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead. Oh my god, still alive, brother. <laughs> yeah, I still remember that. All right. 
So, speaking of dead, the final results are in. And unfortunately, right. we only had 15 votes, which is a little sad, uh, because I think more than 15 people listened to last week's episode. But our Twitter results... What apparently, the fuck's wrong with all you? We ask you to interact, you dumb bitches. Apparently, our, our, our listening audience does not have Twitter. I think that's that's basically what this boils down it's to. It's fucking free! Or... or of course, <laughs> subscribe to our fucking OnlyFans to watch these two fucking sing at each other. Or... Or I know, like one of our great all-time amazing moments. Like, listen, I went back and I list, I listened to it multiple times. And even though you can't, like, when I started singing mine, like, I just, I like was like sensing how you guys were reacting, and I just was laughing so fucking hard. And then, like, I would go back and watch the videos, and I just watched the videos on mute. Mm-hmm. It just, but like, the first time going back and watching it and seeing like your guys' reactions, I was like, Oh my god, I lost my shit. <laughs> Apparently this is our, our Ric Flair fucking dick cop during a round moment. It just popped the boys that no one else fucking gave a yeah, shit. Apparently. I mean Apparently. But we did get some votes. We got fifteen and with fifty three percent of the votes Boo. and still Boo. Gimmick Minute Live and Worldwide champion myself. I still have the I, I get the new title until I'm challenged for it again. But well, I assume you're putting it up for Extreme Rules, aren't you? Or I mean, are you Brock Lesnaring it? I can. Are we get are we going to do that tonight, or do you want to do a special episode in a couple days? I'd rather let's, do it all. Let's just fucking do it now. Do it tonight. Well, I can always split. It, I can always split the episodes up and po- repost them. But I mean, that's so like a lot of effort for you because then you have to fucking do an intro. Yeah, that's and true. Outro. That's true. Well, just, just fucking do it all in one episode. Right, well, we'll, we're, we're, episode. Real, real quick, what we're gonna fight for, and I promised it last week, right? Out with the old and with the new. Yeah. So. A oh yeah, he created ago. a whole new one. <laughs> yeah, he was prepared to win and everything, and then he yeah. just, and then you fucking, fucking went pissed. and made six more twitters and won. Yeah. <laughs> he had to. What I want to know is what what I, I need a screenshot from the gimmick minute Twitter because I need to know what the gimmick minute Twitter voted. I didn't vote off the gimmick minute Twitter. Okay. I did not. Vote. I, I think I think we need evidence of that because that could see. Well, now that, like, final, now that it's final, now that's finalized. I won't say it, but I didn't vote. I didn't post the vote from the gimmick minute Twitter. Okay. I did it for my own personal Twitter account, but not the gimmick minute Twitter. If you say so. Uh, I I'm just saying. You have a tendency to like your own tweets, so. <laughs> well, that's okay. Because after Extreme Rules, it's going to go somewhere else. All right. Well, I got to so anyway, pull up a document for that's, sure. That's, that's some, the, pro- that's the well, problem with balls right why there. You, here, why don't you do that? The like, problem with doing well. Extreme Rules now, though, is that we don't know what the stipulations are. So far, none of them have an extreme stipulation. So I don't know. <laughs> 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 pay-per-view is jason yes <laughs> it's never there's usually maybe like one match that has like extreme rules and it just turns into like here's some chairs but almost and maybe a every table. But, but almost every match has some sort of weird stipulation right. so far they don't have any i don't know all right kevin go ahead. I, do, I, do what I, you're I, gonna I don't do. think they're going to uh, honestly i mean other than the the yeah. the demon i guess that that's extreme uh yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> It's extremely disappointing that they're bringing back the demon to feed him to what, what was Kurt Angle's? What was Kurt Angle's? Now that's extreme. What was that quote that he had? Oh, you and I yeah. used to say it all the time. I can't remember what it was. Was it extreme or hardcore? Uh, oh no, um, it was extreme. He said, "Now that's now that's extreme." Maybe it was God. like I I want to. Uh, 
I won the bro- uh, gold medal with Olympic broken. No, 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 Olympic no, gold no, medal I with a broken freaking neck. No. All right. No, he said. He said. Uh, he's like, huh, want to talk about extreme? I once drank milk that was three days expired. Now that's extreme. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be more extreme than anything that's gonna be on this show. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Yeah, three days. So no. a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago, we did the intro. Mike did his intro instead of M O U S C. Mike said, "We are all elite." All right. So going with that, we had to go with the theme of the title, right? Mm-hmm. Being a little uh, 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 elite. So okay, the legit new gimmick minute kind of rebranded. We're just going to rebrand it the Worldwide Championship. We're going to get rid of the whole live and worldwide. Okay. Does that mean that you forgot to put that on it? Well, I just... I, I, it didn't, it, no, it just it just, it. no, it just it just didn't really go with the title. Okay, gotcha. And it's not on it. I don't think it's on the other one either. Okay. I think we just dubbed it live and worldwide. So... Well, yeah, because that was the fucking thing, like episode three or whatever. Jason's like, we're live and we're live. We're like, we're neither of those things. All right, it can still be live and we're live, but the title doesn't say live. On it. <laughs> oh so, gosh. all right, anyway. So. Ooh. <laughs> I dig so, it. Very AEW. But here, let me get it zoomed in. Nice. Got the, 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 the gimmick minute. The logo's all, all the way down. Logo's yeah. all the way down. What what I a little bit look a little different with the black yeah outline instead of that and then gold in here but then they got the three D yeah the gimmick minutes what I love about that is no side plate of my face frozen so I'm I'm (laughs) (laughs) would have been funnier is if you would have just taped his face to the main plate in general and made him think that was what it was I might have to go that route oh my gosh. Uh, I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, damn it! No, it looks good though. I like it. it looks. But will it stay here? We'll go to you. Yeah, I guess. So I... Are you putting it? Are you putting it on the line against both of us? All right, I'll put it on the line again in a triple right. prediction battle. Like <sighs> that should be a rule of the titles. It has to be put up at every pay per view prediction we do. All right, every pay per view. Now, I, but I am going to say this: if Mike does end up winning, I'm still bringing it to you, and you're shipping it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in his defense, you were the previous champion, so it's only fair. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> not paying nine ninety five. Who knows? I wonder. <laughs> wonder how much it is. That should only that should only cost you five bucks to ship box and everything. Yeah, I would. I would just put it. I got one. I would just put it in like a, one of those uh, bubble wrap envelopes or whatever. Bubble mailers. Yeah, bubble mailers. That's it. It's a good thing we're rambling on about shipping because Jason's still trying to figure out what the card is. Yeah. I, f- I figured out the card. I'm just trying to enter it into an Excel sheet real quick so we can we can do our prediction battle. I'm still I'm still waiting. I I can't wait till next week when <laughs> we do the recap. Jason's like, oh, here's another match we missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what I thought about though. If another match is announced this week, what if we do our prediction on Twitter and then that'll count towards this. I mean that that's probably not a, a terrible move. So that way we don't just have random matches that get canceled and or added. Yeah, because <laughs> as of now, um, 
you know, Big E doesn't have a match for Extreme Rules, but that could change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so it's there's definitely some some chances that we could be seeing a lot more get added to the thing. So, speaking of Big E, you guys hear the the talk that apparently original plan was for him to cash in during the the draft uh, episode of of SmackDown or Raw or whatever. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I, that could have that could have been cool if that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I get why they did it now because you know, it's it's not uh, not going great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to get some ratings pops. I understand. I mean, if they're, I mean, if they're if they're putting that six man tag this quickly on Raw, oh yeah, yeah, on Raw, that like that's a fucking Survivor Series match, yep. and they're yeah, just, right, like, even like you mentioned that like it, like uh, it makes you think of like the Wyatt's versus the Shield. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a match like those and those six could easily pull off a match like that. Like oh yeah, that's what it hell be. New Day versus Usos. How many fucking like oh, instant yeah. classics have they had without like right. oh, yeah. Roman and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be interesting to see kind of how that how that plays out. And I, I think it's gonna be a good match. It's probably gonna be a couple segments too. I mean, I imagine this match will probably be a a, a twenty minute match on Raw. You know, they're starting to do longer matches, but. All right, so as I of, think with, oh, go ahead, Kev. I think what's funny, real quick, the Big E had a doc on Peacock or something on the network or whatever. He was talking about uh, he was at Cena's gym or something, and he like benched five seventy five. Or this when they were at FCW. Yeah, and they and he benched. They showed the old clip of him benching five seventy five, and the person who spotted him was a uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that kind of comes full circle, huh? Oh, speaking of the Peacock. Um, uh, speaking what about Ric Flair? Yeah, exactly. So all I heard was speaking of the cock. Yeah, speaking of the, <laughs> speaking of the cock. Um, so they uh, Peacock took off the episode of Story Time that talked about Ric Flair and flight attendants. There was a there was an episode of that, that it, it animated was, it was show about, Story it was Time. About this flight. Well, it was about this flight. Was it about this flight, or was it about yeah, another yeah. flight that was similar to this flight? Because so many things. That that's the that's the problem I, I keep hearing is that so many people have stories of these flights, but they've all kind of like what the coach coachman said. They've all kind of got jumbled up together because you think about it. If this happened in the early two thousands, this was nearly twenty years ago, and they take what two European trips a year. You know, in that time frame, like that roster probably did five or six European trips, and they all had like shitty. Cross, cross, you know, Atlantic ah. flights. I mean, I, I can. What the fuck is going on? How are we right. getting the fucking point of view? Uh, oh, we're about to see Kevin's jam. hammer. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, got to see my baby's arms. That is, that, that is that is a fucking Pornhub fucking video. I did not need to see. Anyway, so um, I I don't know, man. Like that's what I'm saying. But well, yeah, so here's my thing so about the, all these people like, oh, well, it's different. This different that. I don't give a shit. Regardless, at some point on an airplane, he put his dick in someone's hand who didn't want his dick in their hand. No, you're right. You're, so I don't think totally it, it right. really matters of of if it was on this flight or another flight. If it fucking happened, then no, but it I, but I'm not happened. I'm not saying that that didn't happen on that flight. What I'm saying is that the Peacock episode could have been about a different flight. That's what I was well, saying. Well, no, I'm just saying, yeah. we're going back to, like, Coach would be like, oh, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Like, who gives a shit, like, if they're mixing these things up and being like, oh, well, Vince McMahon wasn't on that flight. Okay, no one fucking, unless I heard, Vince wasn't getting canceled for not fucking taking dick, er, dicks out of people's hands. Right. 
no one said a shit about Vince except for us being like, man, it sucks that fucking Jr. had to keep taking care, like, handling everything. But, but versus, you, you know, don't you think if something like that was going on and Vince popped back there and just said, "Hey, stop this shit right now," everybody would have just been like, "Okay, boss." So and here's just, like, my thing. Back to the seats. <laughs> while, while I agree that he does have like some real fucking aggressive like daddy teacher energy. Um, I, I feel like at the same time, he would be back there shit faced on pills with everyone else <laughs> wrestling Brock and Kurt Henning up against the fucking uh, emergency exit. So that yeah, makes me believe he wasn't on this flight more than the, the, he, the he wasn't a part of the debauchery. That's yeah. If he would have been with, he would have been fucking strutting with flair with his <laughs> dick out. Like Vince is notoriously the fucking guy who parties with all of his fucking employees. Yeah, so, especially in this era, too, because that was still around the time where, you know, the, the story about him and Kurt Angle and that was that mm-hmm. was on a flight like that. So that was, yeah. that was around this time, too. Exactly. And that, that right there was just the story of him drunk trying to fucking out wrestle Kurt, Ang- or Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Angle. Right. Like, if that doesn't tell you that if Vince was on this flight, he would have been involved in some of this bullshit. The only thing I think of that may potentially uh, have him on this flight and not doing it is the fact if Linda was on it. All right. So if Linda's on it, there's a chance he might behave. Right. But who who really knows? Right. Yeah. Or maybe 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 Vince was H bombed. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe Vince was sleeping the whole time. All right, let's yeah. get back to extreme rules. Uh, so extreme rules. We don't know any of the stipulations, so we don't know how extreme any of these matches are going to get. But we do have. It's, it's, it's being renamed extreme ish. <laughs> Extremist rules. So far, we have six matches announced. Don't know if any of them are going to be pre-show matches or not. But the first, or even be on the card because they just keep fucking (laughs) moving pay-per-view quality matches to fucking Raw and SmackDown. Right. Yeah. So the first match that's been announced is a a long-standing rivalry from SmackDown. It's going to be Liv Morgan versus Carmella in a one-on-one match. Again, don't know what the stipulation is. Uh, Carmella had something happen to her face last time on SmackDown. So if I had to guess. Um, oh no! They already they already kayfabe that away because in the back uh, uh, stage area, like they had her like move her hands. They're like, "Oh no, you're fine." She's like, "Okay, I, oh, I still I hate that Liv Morgan or something like that." I, I know, like, but I could see this being like an extreme stipulation, like you can't hit each other in the face or something like that. Some dumb shit stipulation like that because I feel like it'd, make, it'd be make more sense. A loser has to wear a mask. <laughs> I, I get bonus points if the stipulation is you can't hit. Because re- remember, okay, so back in... Loser has to go off birth control. Back in the day, <laughs> back in... What the fuck? <laughs> Just when we're defending women and not being sexist and six racist... Weeks, six weeks we later, it comes out Carmella's pregnant. We can't even make it to the end of the episode, and Kevin is already... Right, I was super impressed with Kevin for like a solid ten minutes there. Right? Like, what was wrong with, like, with that? It was just a joke. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of sexist to be like, oh, the women's match has to be a loser has to go off birth control. Like... <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I you might as well it, losers it, to get an abortion is what you might as well have just fucking made the stipulation. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I would have never said that. I mean, yeah. I mean, both of them are in committed relationships, so I mean, I would imagine that if one of them got pregnant, they would keep it. I don't think Corey Graves would send a kid to the, the abortion clinic. Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas would be a stay-at-home dad. He doesn't have anything else going on, so 
he doesn't have a job at the moment, so why wouldn't he raise the kid? You know. Oh Jesus Christ! So, yeah, because it's not because now none of this has to do with you know the women who might not want to have a baby and have to take time away from their careers. Well, it's all I mean, about the men who have nothing I, better to do. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, having if 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 Becky Lynch is any. Um, any litmus test having a kid and coming back could be a huge boost to their career. They could come back and win the SmackDown Women's Championship with one punch. So, I mean, if they get that push, but let's be honest, they they can't even get that push regularly. And, and Becky already had the rocket strapped to her once. All right. So anyway, Liv Morgan and Carmella have a match at Extreme Rules. <laughs> we don't know what it's going to be for, but they're going to be fighting each other. Uh, I'm going with Liv Morgan before we get anywhere because we really just need to stop talking about this because we're not doing ourselves any favors. <laughs> oh no, we went we went from fucking social justice warriors to fucking Ric Flair real quick. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a total total turn. All right, did we? All right, I'm going for I'm going for Liv. Who, who Listen, Rob and Dan, <laughs> I need you to I need you to help out a little bit. Hey, I'm just doing Kevin Weekly things. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have done the pay-per-view prediction this episode. Uh, I'm trying to tell you. All right, Liv or Carmella? Uh, Liv. 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 All right. God damn it, we can't all vote for the same thing and win. Liv, all right. All right. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We got the Usos defending against the Street Profits because the Street Profits are up and they want the smoke. And the Usos have been tag champions for a minute now. Uh, these guys have had some some matches on SmackDown and also, you know, that's, I don't know. I, I could, I'd like to see the Street Profits win, but I feel like the bloodline is going to stay champion. But the only thing, I don't know, because they're, they're already having the match with the New Day. So maybe them being champions won't matter if they, I don't know, I'm going to go Street Profits. I just want to point out, I didn't even know the Street Profits were on SmackDown. Street Profits have been on SmackDown for a long time. Well, Bianca... Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my point, is just, how little they've been they, used. They, you gotta, I just remember because they, they switched to the Blue Solo Cups, so that's why I knew they yeah. were on SmackDown. Um, and you also, you also have to follow the booze, because you got um, you got Bianca married to... Oh, oh, I think you said booze, and no, I'm like... No, 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 the boo. Like, the, like the, the, the significant... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant like, I thought you meant like boo. Uh, <laughs> so I thought he was like, yeah, you have to watch what they're drinking, and you thought that they were getting fucking booed out of the arena. No, no. So Montez is married to Bianca, so, you know, of course, mm-hmm. Bianca's on SmackDown. Montez and the Street Profits got to be on SmackDown. So D'Angelo Dawkins and... Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I'm going Street Profits, you guys. I'm going uh, Usos. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going Usos. All right, Usos. Okay. Uh, in a rematch for the United States Championship, we got Damian Priest defending against Sheamus. I'm going Priest. Priest. I'm going to say Sheamus just to mix it up because I, I think it's going to be Priest because it makes no sense to go back to Sheamus, but at the same time, I don't like either of them, so there's there's real no uh, justification for me on either. All right. Raw Women's Championship match, you got Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss and kind of an interesting, weird storyline build. I kind of dig it. Like, especially like her giving her own doll and shit. Like, that was funny. Mm-hmm. And the fucking crowd loved it. Yeah, they did. That doll got almost as many yes chances as fucking Brian Danielson. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'll go Bliss. You go Bliss. All right. Me too. Oh, 
Okay. You know, honestly, it seems like they're just switching the title off of Charlotte all the time. Um, I like that. Now they really want somebody to break somebody's record. I'm, I'm going, I'm going <laughs> Bliss as well. And then in the SmackDown Women's Championship match, you got Becky defending her title against the challenger, Bianca Belair. Okay, I'm going to say Bianca is going to win, but it's going to be it's going to be like a DQ finish. I still think Becky leaves as champion. I swear to God, if we get a DQ finish on people you called Extreme Rolls, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to delete the Peacock app. We're going to no. get a DQ finish on Extreme Rolls. Uh, we got or Becky's going to leave yeah. the match, or there's going to be a count out or something like that. I feel like Becky's still going to leave with the championship, but Bianca is still going to be the winner somehow. I'm sorry, did, did we not get the DQ finish in a Hell in the Cell match? We did, yes. we did, and uh, so, I, I remember well, you being on the opposite side of that fight, calling it ref stoppage, and like telling me all these moments in time that they've done it before. It was a ref stoppage, Mr. it wasn't a DQ finish. Ref stoppage. Yeah, but anyway, um, I, I'm still, I, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking Bianca will come out the winner, but Becky will still leave us. So, so for for the record. You are doing a very specific answer, so if it's not that, you don't, you don't get the point. Well, correct? I'm saying Bianca is going to be the winner, but I'm but my sidebar to that is my bonus point answer would be that Becky still. So what's the, no, 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 well, no. Not, we're not getting bo- we're not getting bonus points. Okay, okay. I'm not. So get- Becky's going to come in second. So I get a bonus point if she comes in second. <laughs> I said I said it first. I'm not actually. First, I'm not saying I'm getting. Case, I'm not saying I'm really the getting. The fucking gimmick minute district thing makes no yeah. sense because I should be champion right now because I yeah, fucking earned an extra bonus point on the last time this shit fucking happened. I'm not. Saying, I should, I should be champion. Right now. I'm not saying I'm actually getting a bonus point. I'm saying my. It's a sidebar comment. <laughs> To win this That's contest. all you said. You said my bonus point. I'm just, I'm just saying that I think Bianca is going to win. Bianca's but going this to twirl her hair, so I get a bonus point for that. <laughs> Becky's gonna come out in a big ass fur coat, so I get a bonus point for that. Yeah. Oh god, oh god. Okay, I'm going with Bianca. You guys, <laughs> Bianca. You going Bianca? Well, I'm, no, I'm going Becky. But like, uh, you're going Bianca to win, but not win the title. I, I'm thinking that's what's going to happen, but I, I either way, I think she's going to win. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Becky wins. Okay, Becky wins. All right, Michael. I'm gonna go Bianca as well. All right, for reasons. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm going with just the idea that we, me and him can't keep making the same choice or there's zero chance that we're going to beat you. <laughs> He's trying to play the math. <laughs> My, Mike, yeah, Michael's, the math Michael's over here doing some Steiner math trying to figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if, if Becky comes out in a fur coat, she has three and a third chance of victory. If Bianca comes out and she twirls her hair, she's got 33 and three and four <laughs> chance of victory. And if the ref just happens to be my Kyoto, that just increases both their chances by double, which gives them a 66.63 chance of victory. Oh, my God. All right. If if, if Mike does win, one day Jace is going to show up from work. He's going to have a little package on his front door. You know, there's going to be a note. It just says, ship it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, the final match on the card is the Demon Finn Balor challenging Roman Reigns for the 
Universal Championship. Man, this is a tough one. I, I really think like the demon is in here as a trick because he doesn't lose as the demon. So, oh my gosh, this is gonna be he wins, but Roman retains the title. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> I think I, I honestly think it's gonna be Brock comes out and interferes and causes the disqualification, so Finn's the winner, but uh, Reigns keeps the title or some bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> Like I can see, I, like it, this is like one where you're like, okay, Roman leaves as champion, but Finn wins. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the- which I'm just saying, if if Brock comes and causes a DQ at a pay per view called Extreme Rules, <laughs> then I'm deleting the Peacock app. Okay, <laughs> and, and I was correct last week when I said that he lost as the Demon to Samoa Joe. Um, I even found the proof on online where it says that while the demon persona Sona was highly protected in NXT, he lost to Samoa Joe in June of 2016, making his sole defeat with the demon persona. So I was correct about that. He has lost his demon before, so he's not undefeated, but <clears throat> that was on NXT on the WWE show. He is. And the, you know, the demon brings out that extra special piece. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the demon wins. I'm going to say Balor wins. He becomes universal champion, but I don't think he will keep it long. I think on the draft episode of SmackDown, I, he'll lose it back. Brock Lesnar come out and, and fucking <laughs> give him the Kofi <laughs> Kingston treatment. No, I, I think, I think more than anything, I think Roman, I think Roman will win it back. I, I think it's just going to be, he'll, it'll be a stipulation where he can't be the demon. Like he'll he'll pull his weight and just say, "All right, I, you know," and and then there'll be some interference and he'll he'll get the title back or something. But uh, like maybe Brock isn't going to be there. Some maybe maybe Brock will have a hand in it. Maybe he'll take out the Usos or something like that and take away Roman's you know help and and that that leads to the win. But I really think yeah. that I, I feel like they're they're making usually when they start making a big deal about how long somebody has been champion, that means that their days of champion are going to are numbered in a way. Like eventually that title reign is going to come to an end. And I feel like Finn really needs that bump, right? He needs that, that main event, especially after kind of what they did with John Cena taking his spot and stuff like that. I feel like, I feel like he needs that, that bump. And I think, even if it's just a, 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 a temporary win, him him ending that show as the as the champion, I think would be a huge, um, huge get. And that will maybe help out a rating on SmackDown. You know, they got the draft coming up. Like, I really feel like Roman's going to win it. Or maybe Roman goes to Raw because, you know, they need to get ratings up on Raw. So maybe Roman goes to Raw and takes the title from Big E and becomes the, the world champion. Now you got Roman with the main oh, belt. Don't, don't. Don't put that on us, Ricky Bobby. I'm just saying, like, it, there's so many different things that could happen. I just feel like, I feel like the demon persona with Finn Balor is the right time to do it. And even if it's a temporary thing, even if it's just for that night and he loses it on SmackDown and, and some chicanery, but I, I think that, I think that it, it's it's time for a breakup in that Universal Championship. I feel like we need to we need to put it on somebody else for just a minute and, and have Roman win it back. Like, cause they, think about the times that Triple H lost the title, right? You know, when, when he was in his heel runs, he would lose it for a short period of time and he would win it right back to kind of get that heat back. 
you know, but you would build up a guy a little bit by by giving them that short title run. I think that's I think that's a, a way that they could go with this. So I'm I'm going Demon. I may be wrong with this, but I'm going Finn Finn Balor. All right, what you what you uh, got over there, Van Dam? Oh God, Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I've said a lot worse things in the show than that. Oh, I'm aware <laughs> you have. I'm justifying it. That's why you're Van Dam and not Dreamer. That's why the oh, promo okay. you cut at the beginning of the show was so awe-inspiring and almost like a change of yeah. We both look at each other like, like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, well, I just peeled on you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking getting that cheap heat. <laughs> um, God. Oh, Any day now. Oh, I'm fucking thinking this is tough because Jason does You've make had really good points. 20 minutes point. of Jason fucking rambling on. I know. I turned him. I turned his I, I changed his mind. That's what happened. I mean, I'm going to pick the opposite of whatever the fuck you pick. So just which one right. do you think is going to uh, be more likely? What do I say all the time? Roman Roman Roman's Post. Post. I'm going going demon then. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we got another Roman and then demon. All right. So then basically. um, Bless you. Thank you. So basically what's going to happen then is if there is another match announced, um, then, um, you know, we. Jason just gets the point. No, we're going to, we're going to. Jason gets the bonus point for predicting that there'll be another match. So this, yeah. this is what will happen, okay? If another match gets announced, I am going to tweet out the match from the Gimmick Minute Twitter account, and I'm going to tag you both with it, and then we all have to reply to it from our personal accounts who we think the winner is going to be. And that'll get added into this. Well, for the record, it won't be my personal account. It'll be the modern, modern Twitter account. Fair account. Yeah, a different I'm account. Not into my personal yeah, that's fine. I like, I like I like how Jason slipped up and said personal accounts, <laughs> right? Because we all three of us have Cause, personal cause, accounts. Because he has four. He's got he's got JT Hummel. He's got JT Hummel. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got TJ Hummel. <laughs> And then he's got the dyslexic man. <laughs> okay, Mike. Since it's over and done with, who did you vote for? Oh, I voted for you. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. I, I, Jason, you've had some killer dish tracks in the Fanboy Fight Club, but that was just not your strongest performance. And dyslexic man, I was in tears. Dyslexic so man I, I couldn't. In fairness, though, I didn't really have a good song to be able to like really give a killer performance because it was just one or two word lines and, you know, trying to put something together. So, yeah, but, but to Kevin's credit, he picked that song for a reason because it made it harder on me. So yeah, I, I'd say that I, I did the best I could well, with what I had in to Kevin's with. credit as well. You literally that night played video games with me and said, I was going to give him ass man, but I feel like that one's a layup. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I th- <laughs> were you wrong? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, I, I thought, I thought, no, I, what was the, I thought the one that I gave him was more of a layup. I, I said I was going to give him ass man, but I thought it would be too hard. That's why I didn't give him ass man. I thought the honky tonk man was more of a layup than ass man was. No. I'm still laughing at Hummel. <laughs> <laughs> JT Hummel. <laughs> 
man. I feel like now I need to make that, like, get, get on, like, a tablet or something, make that Twitter account, just start tweeting it again occasionally. Mike, Mike, we should just make, like, 18... <laughs> Accounts for Jason. And oh all my god! Profile. Each each one is gonna be his frozen face from yes. different episodes. Yes. Oh god. Go back and scroll and oh. oh my god! I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. All right, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it all as well. Um, you know, and if you have your thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring, anything that we talked about, anything that we said about, or any uh, any thoughts about, um, you know. Uh, anything with extreme rules if you like our predictions anything like that make sure you hit us up at our twitter that is jt hewton i'm just kidding that is <laughs> live your gimmick that's the at symbol followed by l-i-v-y-o-u-r-g-i-m-m-i-c-k uh make sure that uh you uh you check us out on apple Podcasts. leave us a five-star review uh comment on how you like the show we, we definitely appreciate that or if you don't like something about the show comment that way as well we can only get better if we get and, negative and feedback. fucking participate and vote more yes yeah. participate if 50 of you or whatever fucking watching and we only get 15 goddamn votes then that says something more about you than us we're fucking entertaining god damn it god damn it god damn it's right speaking of entertainment michael what are you entertaining with us with this week I'm real disappointed that you didn't say plugging because I had to perfect meeting, but make sure to check out <laughs> youtube.com forward slash modern toy fair next Friday, the 24th will be the first episode of Modern toy therapy. And we already have a few in the bank. One of them being this big old JT Hummel himself <laughs> uh, talking about his toy collections at some point. So check that out. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at modern toy fair and every Wednesday. Well, most Wednesdays, uh, check us out twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair for our weekly purchases uh, and go to tblog.com buy buy shirts search gimmick minute search modern toy fair why are you gamer all that shit get a, a bukkake warrior shirt get a, a rockstay and bebop's knuckle sandwich shirt get a, a inner circle ripoff shirt that kevin never bought um, <laughs> every week yeah like there's all sorts of sh- shirts and, and fucking you can get them a mask you can get a fucking coffee cup it's all fucking there so go give me your money all right, I guess you're gonna have to hold on to that plug for another week, but all right, uh, it won't work next week. Trust me. <laughs> all right, thank you guys again for listening to the show, and I do put a link to the the um, Mike's shirt shop on tpublic.com in our in our show notes every week. So uh, if you click on the the well, bio of each well, episode, no, it'll be in there. Yeah, well, nobody goes on any of our stuff anyway, so apparently yeah. not. The f- fifteen people might click it though, but hey, that's 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 thirty bucks if they each yeah. buy something. Just and nine of them are Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that concludes this week's episode of the show for Michael and Kevin. I am Jason reminding you smarks out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Goodbye everybody. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh